Podcast. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, N, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Swigcast, a podcast by The Daily Swig. I'm Catherine Chapman. On this episode, we're sticking with education and the growing cybersecurity skills gap which ISE Squared estimates amounts to a shortage of over 4 million workers globally. How do we properly train the next generation of cybersecurity professionals? Are there alternative routes outside of higher education that individuals interested in security can take? My Sweetcast co-host John Layden sat down with two people who may have some of these answers, Johnny Pringle and Tom Leckley, who both worked on building the recently launched Portswigger Web Academy, which offers a range of free online security training labs. Let's have a listen. Good afternoon, and we're joined in our studio, the Swigcast studio, by two leading developers from Portswigger. We have Mr. Johnny Pringle and Mr. Tom Leffley. Good afternoon. Hi, John. Hi. Great. So let's get straight into it. We're doing a Swigcast about education, as you know, but for the start, I'd like you to uh, introduce yourself, say your name and what you do for a living. Okay, so hi, my name's Johnny. I'm a software developer at Portswigger. And my name's Tom. I'm also a software developer at Portswigger. Now, as I understand it, uh, the listeners won't know this yet, but you both studied computer science. Looking back, how well do you think your university studies prepared you for working life in the web security industry? Yeah, I I think um, the university course I did was very much about learning how to code in general rather than how to code specific languages. So that set me up really well to go into any any software engineering job and just pick up any language and kind of get going without having to have necessarily too much prior knowledge. It was a very theoretical course and um, while I did enjoy the theory side, I learned quite quickly that I just like building things and writing code. So having that foundation to just learn languages to kind of pick up languages uh, from a, an easier standpoint made things really good. And yourself, Johnny? Yeah, I think I'd go along with Tom. Um, I think it prepared me well for being a software developer. Um, like Tom said, it, of course, taught me a lot about sort of computer science theory. And um, there was a lot of software development modules, but there wasn't actually much on the sort of security side. There was only one module in the third year. And that was more on sort of security basics like encryption and data transfer, stuff like that. It only touched on web application security briefly. Just then talked about a couple of vulnerabilities like SQL injection. Oh, SQL injection. Well, that's a very, um, very interesting topic. And it's a topic that, um, that can be learned through the Web Security Academy, amongst others. You were both uh, leading people behind the creation of Web Security Academy. Now, for, for our listeners, please explain about the Web Security Academy, 
what it is and what were your roles in its creation? So the Web Security Academy is um, it's a basically free online web security training from Portswigger. Um, it provides reading material, videos on all the sort of vulnerabilities that you'd get in web applications. But I think the, um, the real shiny product is the set of online labs that demonstrate real vulnerabilities um, in web applications. Right, so I've tried these and these are quite challenging. It's like, you know, t taking a cryptic crossword because you have to think of about both the, the web application and what you're doing on, with Burp Suite to, to solve these challenges. So you have to know your stuff, but it takes you in um, gradually. Yeah, so again, there are um, many topics. Again, going back, we've got SQL injection, XSS, and we're constantly adding more topics to the academy. And um, like you say, John, they do increase in difficulty. So um, anyone who's a beginner, so anyone who's an expert can try these labs. Uh, Tom, what would you like to add to that? Yeah, so Johnny and I mainly focused on the interactive labs that you can do as part of the Web Security Academy. So each topic has uh, online labs that go along with it that have the real vulnerability inside. So one of the, the hardest challenges we had was making small web applications that were vulnerable to exactly one specific vulnerability without being vulnerable to anything else and also actually being vulnerable to that thing. So we have labs like... Um, OS command injection, where when you uh, uh, do remote code execution, you're actually doing remote code execution. So we didn't want to mock any of that out. We wanted it to actually happen, but also prevent users from trashing the platform or getting themselves tied into a knot. Quite a challenge. I wanted to ask you more generally about how you tried to make the Web Security Academy um, uh, not just educational, but fun and engaging. So actually one of the things that we um, decided on quite early on with the, the Web Security Academy is that the labs themselves, they should look like real web apps, but also they have dynamically um, chosen content each time you, you fire one up. So we had some content creators do some fake blog posts, some fake products for our product catalog style labs. So every time you start a lab, you've got new semi-interesting content to make it fresh each time. So you're not just looking at something that doesn't look like a real web application. It, it always appears like you're you're viewing something real in the real world. Uh, we also have the as as we've already said, the labs have varying difficulties. There are some set by uh, James Kettle, which are very very challenging and were a, a struggle for us to understand as well as implement. And then some easier ones to ease people in. We have um, online leaderboards as well. Aha! Uh -huh. uh, so, so you've gamified the platform. Yes. Yeah. Whenever we re release a new topic, uh, the first 10 people to complete all the new labs within that topic win all kinds of free swag, t-shirts, baseball caps, that kind of thing. And then we eventually put the answers out so that people aren't left uh, struggling if they are, are stuck. What do you think sets the Academy uh, apart from other training tools that might be out there online? I think the biggest point is one that Tom previously mentioned is the fact that these labs do actually have real vulnerabilities in there. We aren't faking anything. If you manage to cause XSS or SQL injection, you are actually causing that. And um, the fact that I think that there are so many and we are constantly adding new topics. And it's not just the old topics. It's not just for sort of standard books. We're constantly adding cutting edge 
bugs that our own researchers here at Portswig are finding and we're releasing into our products. We're putting them into labs for people everywhere to have a go at and try and find themselves. Excellent. Well, I hope listeners will be inspired to have a go themselves indeed. But let's, let's widen things out um, and talk about, um, you know, one of the things that's talked about in this area is the skills gap, getting people into web security and information security more generally. Um, can you talk, perhaps, Johnny, about the different routes people can go to get into um, information security if they're interested in it as a potential career? Yes, yeah, so obviously, I think, firstly, I'll give a shameless plug to the Academy. If you want to become a pen tester, or if you want to start getting into the basics of pen testing, go to the Web Security Academy, and it will teach you all about that. Um, but also try finding bug bounties, join bug bounty programs on websites. Try and stay up to date with the latest sort of web security news, go to conferences. I think um, one of the main points is you, you need to have a sort of just real interest. I don't think... In, unless you're a technical person and can pick up these skills quite quickly, I think you, you need to have a sort of real interest in the industry. And then I think then it will just come naturally. You'll, you'll stay interested in the news and you'll, you'll go to conferences and I think it'll just come naturally from there. I did electrical engineering. Some of the people on my course were not interested in programming and things like that. They were interested in music. So coming into electrical engineering was an extension of their interest in music or their interest in being a radio ham or this kind of thing. So they liked playing around with equipment and things like that and then they got into the hardware and run other things. What about um, youngsters who might not be so brilliant with conventional maths and science but might be quite able? Can anything be done to show them uh, a way into information security? Well, I think information security is definitely one of the easier um, fields to get into without necessarily having an, any kind of academic background because there are so many online resources nowadays as well as free tools. Um, if you have a computer, you could kind of just get stuck in. You don't need specialist equipment that costs thousands of, of pounds or dollars. You don't need um, any necessarily any kind of specialist training that costs any any money you can just if you have a computer you can you can start and get stuck in um, when I applied to university I actually made it to the first week still wanting to do I applied as a biologist I was going to do biology and I switched to computer science because I just decided I, I enjoyed it more I'd not really written much code um, it wasn't something I'd ever approached academically or even that much in my own time but I decided it was something that appealed to me and I just kind of got stuck in and, and there, was, there was plenty of um, tools and opportunities to kind of catch myself up on what people have been doing. For There are some people who have been, who've been um, doing computer science or doing information security since they were, they were toddlers, but um, there's, there's so much out there to get you caught up. It's, it's, it's fairly easy, or it's not necessarily easy, but it's... Um, Everything that you need is available. Um, if you have the, as Johnny said, if you have the passion for it, everything's out there. I mean, it's interesting you mentioned you were a biologist. One of the most famous people in, in computer security research is David Litchfield, famously uh, for breaking um, 
Oracle's database showing that it was contrary to marketing claims breakable. Yeah. Um, and he went on to swim with sharks and do all sorts of things. Now he's doing powerlifting, so he's a man of many talents. So, you know, what about people who start off in their working life doing something different, but might decide later on that they, they fancy this computer security lock, that there's, you know, a useful job there? Um, you know, can these people go on and have careers in cybersecurity? What do you think? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think they can um, switch careers if they if they wanted to. I think um, I mean we've talked about in this podcast mainly focus on the Web Security Academy and penetration testers, but there's a wide range of roles in the security industry from cryptographers right up to management level, and then IT directors, things like that. Um, like Tom said, the the availability of resources out there makes it relatively easy to switch into this industry. I think, like I said. University courses, mainly, oh, oh, sorry, university courses aren't particularly tailored towards the security industry at the moment. So you don't necessarily, you shouldn't feel that you have to go to university if you want to get into this industry. Um, like I mentioned before, just things like um, bug bounties, conferences, and staying up to date, just becoming interested in the industry, I think, is the main thing that you would have to do to switch into a career in the web security industry. Excellent, thank you both. Okay, final question. Bringing these two strands together, if we may. Are different approaches to training and education needed, depending on how people came into the industry in the first place? So we talked about people who went through, let's say, conventional computer science degrees. We talked about younger people who have an interest and a passion for, for programming, but might not be fantastic academically in terms of passing the maths and physics and I need to get into the university and we also talked about people who are you know older entrants into the industry is it necessary to have different approaches to training and education for those different groups do you think um, I'm not necessarily sure I don't think I think one of the beauties of the industry is that there are so many roles in there and again I go back to the point that going to university isn't the main route into web security, like you say yourself, John, there's so many routes into it. People find their way through personal training themselves, sort of through self-teaching. So I wouldn't necessarily agree that there needs to be sort of tailored training. I think um, if you from sort of self-teaching, people find their own paths into the industry, find what they're interested in, and then ultimately the more interested in, the more they develop their skills they'll find their path and they'll find their role in the industry. So Tom, any final words for you on this point? Yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's, um, it's something you can get into in, in a personal capacity. Um, I would say, I guess my information is a little bit out of date, it's been about 10 years since I um, did my GCSEs, but there wasn't anything like information security um, I, I offered as a, a course back when I was at school. Um, IT was was pushing it to be honest, uh, so it would be nice if schools started offering that kind of um, training at a, a younger level. I don't I don't see why it would be unnecessary. It's it's something that would be good to start people off, uh, especially now there's kind of this big push around um, awareness on on the internet and awareness with with um, technology. Starting kids off off younger with that kind of um, training and maybe. Um, get, uh, 
kind of inspiring interest in them would, would be good. Excellent. So I think we've achieved quite a lot and gone in the field of looking into education. Um, it only remains for me to say, Johnny, Tom, thank you for your guest appearances on uh, Sweetcast. Yep, thank you for inviting me on. No, thanks for having us on, John. We've enjoyed it. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, N, B, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my Terminated.